to think encouraging of that person um, and and lift them up instead of maybe tear them down, even if I'm not saying it out loud and I'm just saying it in my mind, that still has a major effect on the relationship. Hello and welcome to Healing Trauma Mamas. I'm your host, Madon Wingo. Thank you for joining us as we share in our stories and experiences of healing from childhood traumas and birth traumas. Listen as we discuss our struggles, our failures, our strengths and our victories, and all those lessons we've learned along the way. Why, hello, Healing Trauma Mamas listeners. I want to welcome everybody back to the podcast. Another episode um, coming to you live, trying to do that more and trying to do video like others have asked. And so um, bear with me. Today I had quite a few different thoughts on my mind. I actually have had some amazing um, mamas reach out to come on the podcast, but our scheduling has not worked out very well yet. So there will be some new um, people coming on the podcast. You will get to see them here at some point. Um, But currently, I'm sorry, they are not available yet. So I actually had several different things on my mind um, for the last couple of days, and I thought I would just come on and share with you a little bit. And um, if anybody is wondering, my travels went absolutely wonderful, had an amazing time um, getting to go to um, Atlanta, Georgia, and getting to go to South Carolina, and uh, really had a great time of peace and fellowship and um, stirring one another up, which is something I want to talk about today. And it was just, it was nice. It was nice to get away. It was nice to get out in nature, take a hike and go kayaking and really just get to enjoy some amazing conversations with some amazing women. And I am just truly thankful I had that opportunity. So um, shout out to Gail and Jill for, um, Gail for traveling with me to go to Georgia and Jill for hosting Gail and I. And a shout out to Caitlin, of course. I'm so thankful that we got to spend some sweet time together um, in your home. And um, both of you opened up your homes um, to me and to Gail, Jill. And I just want to say thank you so much, ladies. It was amazing. It was a wonderful time. Um, I love the community that we have. And I actually have been thinking a lot about that today, about building community around us and how beneficial that is for everyone. Um, and the scripture that was been on my mind, um, a whole lot, probably the last month I would say, um, but it's in Hebrews and, um, I think I'm just going to read it to you just for a second. Um, just to start off today's podcast episode, and then I've got a few different things I would love to be able, um, to share and some thoughts and it would be Hebrews if I can find it. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And let us not forsake gathering together, but exhort one another in so much more that you see the day approaching. So exhort one another, lift each other up, build each other up, edify one another. 
Um, stir one another up into amazing things. This only comes through conversation and um, time spent together and all of that. And it's it's such a wonderful, beautiful thing to be able to do. So I just want to um, encourage you all with that word. And with that being said, I want to talk about a few things. So um, one of the things first, I know yesterday was Valentine's Day. I personally have never celebrated Valentine's Day. I know that maybe is not uh, what everybody else does, but I never have. Um, my husband and I never have. I never did when I was younger, so it's not a big deal to me. But I saw lots of different Valentine's things yesterday and lots of people talking about love this week. And I um, had a memory yesterday of some things that I was thinking about of different times my husband had tried to go out of his way to show um, love to me or to show some appreciation to me. And it actually made me think a lot about perspective and um, preconceived ideas and being careful who you're listening to. So I'm going to give this kind of a scenario to kind of explain where I'm going with this because I feel like it's probably going to resonate with others. And especially this is a trauma podcast. We talk about healing from trauma. It's easy now for me to see how my response came out of a trauma perspective. And that trauma perspective, a lot of times is, or most of the times, is very negative. So while somebody may have tried to do something kind, I wouldn't receive it as something kind. I would twist it around to be something else, right? Um, and that happened many times of things I can recall, but this particular one time. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of the story of how this happened and we can kind of discuss it a little bit, dissect it. So I was working, um, on like the fifth floor in downtown Eugene, Oregon. And, um, if those who have heard my story know that my husband and I moved to Oregon for about a year. We struggled tremendously while we were there. Um, he was going to school full-time and working part-time. I was working full-time. Um, somebody else, um, uh, one of my biological siblings, was watching our children. I didn't get to be around them very much. It, it was a very, very stressful time. And at that time, my biological parents had really been working mentally on me and um, twisting my thinking a lot. And um, one of the things that happened is while I was working there, my husband, out of the blue, um, sent me a bouquet of flowers. And it was beautiful and it was gorgeous. And it was my, my favorite, different multicolored flowers. And um, it was gorgeous. And I, my immediate thought was, that was so sweet. That was so kind. And then my second thought was like, hmm, why did he do this? So I sat there at my desk thinking about it for a little while, and then my coworkers started saying, why did your husband get your flowers? Surely there was something he did. Maybe he's making up for something. Did you guys get into a fight? Was there an issue um, recently that you guys had? And they started going down this rabbit trail of trying to explain the reason that my husband decided to buy me flowers. And <clears throat> what did I do? Did I stand up and be like, no, my husband did something really kind for me, and that was really sweet? Actually, I didn't. I went down that rabbit trail with them. 
And my husband texted me and said, I want to surprise you for lunch. I was going to bring you some coffee and I'm going to come up soon. And so he showed up in downtown Eugene. He brought me some coffee and he, I could tell now thinking he wanted to see the look on my face. He wanted to see the surprise that he bought me these flowers and my joy. But I'm sad to say that's not what he was met with. He was met with a scrutinizing wife who was trying to figure out why he decided to buy her flowers. And that um, that tells a lot. So obviously he was disappointed and probably frustrated that he tried to do something kind for his wife and it was met with um, abrasiveness. It was met um, not with thankfulness and um, reciprocating love and appreciation. Instead, it was met with um, negative thoughts. It was met with a question of, did he do something that he's trying to make up for? And um, is there, is he trying to use these flowers to, you know, fix something? And I just want to say like that, it's a terrible line of thinking. That is awful. Um, I can see now why I went that way. I was listening to so many different voices. I was listening to um, my biological family who had been putting in my head that my husband was a horrible person, that my husband was evil, that my husband was not the right person for me. Like they were doing this um, and, to, and I was hearing it. And then my coworkers were saying all these negative things. And instead of looking at my husband and being like, you know, I know him. I know that this was out of the kindness of his heart and I am appreciative of that. I listened to those other voices. And so I wanted to kind of bring that up today because I was thinking about all the different women maybe getting flowers yesterday and all these different things coming in and coming from a, a perspective from trauma and assuming the worst, assuming that it is something negative, listening to other voices that maybe, you know, don't know your husband the way you know him or whoever the person is and that's doing something kind for you. Um, that is not a good way to go about relationships. So I was thinking about that yesterday and I got to thinking about how many times things happen or maybe our significant other or somebody else in our life does something and instead of looking at it for what it is, or like I said last time on the podcast, you know, it is what it is. Don't make it something else, right? Instead of looking at it for the thing that they are doing and in a positive light and from a perspective of, hey, I know this person. I know where this is coming from on them. Um, instead, we have a negative look on those things. So I was going to, I wrote down some examples I was thinking about and I wanted to share. And I, and I feel like um, there is a a way that we do this a lot with loved ones. And especially if we're dissatisfied with some things in our relationship, maybe, or maybe we're dissatisfied with ourselves. Maybe we're frustrated at some things that we have done lately, right? Maybe we haven't been thinking very kindly at all about our spouse. Spouse. Maybe we have been struggling with some things and we project those struggles onto our um, our spouse or our significant other. And so so as an example, like I'm, I'm just going to give some things. Like all of us have 
people do things that frustrate us, right? Or they do things that um, maybe aggravate us and, and we don't necessarily care for it. But if we were to look at those things in a different light, we might be able to see the positive and amazing things. And, and, and moms are really great at this with their children. They can see them. Like, so I, I have a friend who has a son who is all in on everything. He is just full force, all in on whatever it is that he is doing. So whether that is playing with his toys, playing with his cars, running outside, or hugging his sister, he's all in and full force at everything. Now, that can be very negative for a mom because, you know, when he's squeezing his sister so hard because he loves her so much and you're like, Stop squeezing her that hard. I'm so glad you love her so much. Or um, or he's ramming his, you know, cars into the wall because he decided he had to go like, full force on everything. Well, <clears throat> I, I have a tendency to tell her, like, oh, that that I'm looking forward to seeing what an amazing young man that he's going to turn into because we're going to cultivate that amazing full force personality that he has. So... We do that, I think moms often do that with our children. So we'll see things in them and we have a tendency to instead, especially when they're younger, instead of like think of that as a negative thing in them, like, oh, that could be such a positive thing for them. Like later in life, that's going to be wonderful. Like they're going to be fierce or they're going to be, you know, so like kids that are so strong-willed, well, that's going to be great because they're going to know how to stand their ground when they're older. But I feel like, um, at least in my life, I have seen that loved ones, specifically my husband, there have been times where I do not see um, see those positive things right away. Instead, I look negatively at those things. And <clears throat> I'm going to give some examples here. And let's just see about ways that we can turn it around to be looking at from a perspective that is love and admiration and encouraging to that person. So um, I'm just going to give a list of different thoughts that I've had about different things, and we're going to counter those thoughts. And what a shock. As many test runs as I've had, we're going to have technical difficulties today. So I'm going to try to make sure we fix this technical difficulty. We'll see what happens. Um, so one of those would be like uh, I was talking the other day. Um, I used to think that if my husband felt a little ill at all, then he was just lazy. Let's just be honest. Like, why can't, like, I feel like I would get high and mighty and be like, um, mama's get the flu and everything and we just power through and we fight through and I'll just take some medicine or I'll just go through and I'll feel terrible, but I'll still do what I need to do. But my husband, when he would start to feel ill, he would go lay down and he would go rest and he would take care of himself. And instead of appreciating that, I would think, oh, why can't he just get up and do things and power through? But if I was to stop and look at that from the right perspective, so the negative perspective and the preconception really is that he's being lazy. But if I was to look at that in a correct perspective, I would say, well, look at how well he listens to his body. Look at how well that he is noticing that something's going on with his body and he's going to be restful. I appreciate that about him. I'm not very good at that. So I can learn from him. Um, 
Another thing, uh, and I'm just being brutally honest with everyone today, I'm saying some thoughts that I have had myself, and you know, um, if you've listened to this podcast um, very long at all, you know I talk a lot about our thoughts, and taking our thoughts captive, and renewing our mind, and really um, trying to make sure we're walking in truth, and we're walking in love, and making sure that those negative thoughts and those lies that, that are happening in your head that those get thrown out and that you instead are abiding in truth. And I I think on these all these negative thoughts that I have had before about either I'm using my husband as an example, but there's other people that I have thought these things before too that I could absolutely take that thought and transform my thinking to think kindly of that person, to think encouraging of that person um, and and lift them up instead of maybe tear them down, even if I'm not saying it out loud and I'm just saying it in my mind, that still has a major effect on the relationship because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So those things that I'm thinking, I'm going to say things later that is going to come from that perspective. Like, let's just use the lazy example. So later when I'm going to talk to my husband, I'm going to come from perspective of thinking, you've just been so lazy all day long and you haven't helped me with anything and I need some help. Um, When instead, and so then when I talk to him about something, I'm coming from a frustrated, discouraged point of view. If instead I'm thinking, wow, I'm so glad you took the time to rest today. That was wonderful. Now that you've had some rest, could you help me with this so that I could get a chance to rest because we've both been fighting something? Such a different um, perspective, a different way to come through things. So I'm going to give a list of a few of those different things just to kind of give you some examples of ways that we could transform our thinking and how that would change our relationships. So one thought that I've had before was that my husband was egotistical. And I've heard other people say that they felt that way about him as well. But when I know him and I know his heart and when I really stop and I think about that, He's not egotistical. He's super confident and self-assured. And if I stop and think about that, I feel like I lack that sometimes. And so I could really learn from him and learn from his his confidence. And I'm so thankful that he's so confident and self-assured. That helps him to make really good, smart, quick decisions, especially in the types of careers that he has had. That's a thing that he really needs to have. And so instead, I'm really thankful for that. So now when I've ever started to have that thought of, wow, that was egotistical, I'm changing that thought and I'm going like, wow, I'm so glad you're so confident in yourself. That's amazing. So another one um, would be maybe um, somebody is presumptuous. Um, I have thought that before. Like, why are you so presumptive about this or about that? A lot of times the reason I think that is because he hit the nail on the head and I didn't want to admit what he was thinking. A more positive view on that would be, wow, He's so intuitive. So if I was thinking kindly of him and I was thinking positive about him and wanting to grow in our relationship, that is the way I would be thinking. It's like, wow, he was very intuitive to know that that is actually what I was thinking, even though it hurts me to to admit that that's where I was going. Um, Another one that we would say, like like that little boy I was talking about, loud, right? I was really loud. But if we talked about somebody saying, wow, they're really bold, that would be two different things. 
Um, so just a little bit tweaking of our viewpoint and we're getting a completely different view of this person and our, immediately our hearts are being changed towards that person. Um, let me see, I have a few others. Oh, another one, self-focused. Um, I don't know if you've ever thought this before about somebody being so self-focused. What if instead, instead you thought about how introspective they were? They love to go internal and really think things out. And maybe my thoughts are like, oh, well, they're just thinking about themselves. But I have no clue what's going on in their head. Maybe that time where I'm thinking they're self-focused, they're actually being very introspective. And they are looking at themselves and they are really working on some areas. That would be such a better positive way to talk to that person and a better perspective to come from to, again, grow the relationship to, to um, what did we say a little bit ago, to stir one another up, to edify one another, to grow um, in that relationship. And this is so, I know I'm using my husband as an example. It's because I know he um, he doesn't mind me be doing that on the podcast, but this is this plays out in all relationships. You can do this in all relationships. Um, I'll give another example of my uh, husband, one that he said, I've often thought he was honest to a fault. Like, you don't have to be so honest. Why did you have to, if I, I, I just, I remember many times this would frustrate me. But let's think of that in another perspective. He will never lie to me. That is an amazing um, characteristic of him. That is a wonderful thing to know that he is not going to try to sugarcoat things, that he is going to be honest and tell me the truth no matter what, even when it is hard and even if it's something I don't really want to hear. That's something we can really appreciate. Um, Let's see, one more. Oh, slow to answer. I talked about this in um, the last podcast episode, but I talked about that family member that had been like super slow to answer and how I thought that was so great. Now, I didn't used to, but now thinking like maybe he was being very prayerful. Um, I thought there's been times when my husband has been very slow to answer a question that I have and it had frustrated me. But let's think about this in a better way. He's contemplative. He's not going to just mouth off something. He's going to stop and think and really contemplate the question and then give a valued response. So those are just a few that I thought of. If you've got some um, some great, um, I don't know what we want to call them, perspective changers, um, you know, ways that we can really turn that around, transform our thinking about others into something wonderful. And then I'm going to challenge you to do that for yourself, to transform your thinking about yourself. Um, man, Madon, you're so slow today to get some things done. Well, I could transform that. Man, Madon, you're really taking your time today to make sure that you're getting things done well. How different am I going to be thinking about myself if I do that? It's going to be such a game changer. And so I just want to encourage you guys um, to, to start doing that as well. I'm going to adjust this just a little bit since we're live because technical difficulties again. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to kind of shift gears here a little bit. If you've got something you want to contribute, we've got a few people on the live um, today, please um, send a question or a suggestion um, about those perspective shifts, those um, transforming words that we can just change and to work on um, the conversation that we're having with others. So... Something happened this morning that made me really for sure I wanted to come on live and, and do a podcast episode today. And um, it, it, 
it, it wasn't expected. And that often happens. Things come out that I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that one at all, Lord. Okay, thank you for teaching me a little bit here. Um, but, uh, or a lot actually today. So my son asked me to read him a book today. And I'm going to share what the book was today. Um, and it was uh, A Fly Went By. You may not be able to see it because it's, if it's reversed. Um, so um, he asked me to read him A Fly Went By. And as I went to read him this book, my mind was just like going, whew, oh my goodness. There was so much in it that I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a recap. I won't read the whole book to you guys right now, but I'm going to recap the book a little bit if you haven't read it before so you know what this, this children's book is about. It's in our big blue book of beginner books, um, if you happen to have one of those. Um, so in A Fly Went By, there's a little boy who a fly zooms by him and he is kind of shocked and um, afraid when the fly came by. And um, the fly, when the boy looks at the fly and is like, what's wrong with you? He's like, oh, I'm so afraid. And he's just zooming by because um, somebody is chasing him. And so, so the little boy is like, he shouldn't be causing him to be afraid. Let me see who's chasing him. And uh, along comes a frog um, who is who's going um, towards the fly. And the little boy I was like talks to the frog and is like, "What are you doing? Why are you scaring the fly so much? Why uh, why are you you doing this?" And the frog's like, "Oh, it's not me. I'm not chasing after him. That's the guy behind me." And so the whole book, um, this is what happens. So that's the, he addresses the next animal that comes by, and he's like, why are you causing such havoc? Why are you scaring that person so much? Why are you causing so much fear in people's lives? And he's like, oh, it's not me. It's the person behind me that's chasing after me. And so this goes down, down, down to the dog, the cat, the um uh, lots of other animals. I'm, I'm going to flip through here and see where we go through. Oh, and then there's a pig. And then the pig is being chased by a cow. And then the, the cow had her baby with her and she's so worried and she's so afraid. Um, be, and it ends up that um, the person um, or the animal that was after her was a, a fox. And the fox um, is like, I don't want to eat her. I'm not trying to chase her. I'm just running from so-and-so over there. And um, the little boy is just like getting on to all these animals. Like, why are you scaring the person in front of you so much? Why are you chasing after them? And each one is like, oh, it's not me. Do not, do not blame me. It's not my fault. It's the person behind me. They caused me to be afraid. And so it comes down, it even comes to a person who happened to have a gun in his hand um, who was out in the woods and he's like, no, I'm not hunting after him. And they're all running and they're all afraid, afraid, afraid. And as we get to the very end and the boy's questioning the human, why are you chasing all these animals and you're making them all so afraid? And um, it's just having this domino effect. And the the human says, it's not me. It's this big, huge, scary thing that's after me. And he's so worried and so upset. And the little boy watches to see what is it that could possibly be chasing this human and make him so upset. And you want to know what it was? It was a little baby um, sheep who had a bucket stuck on his foot. So the thing, the huge, big, scary thing that was loud and so dangerous was this little 
baby sheep who had this bucket on its foot. And why did he come after the human? To go ask for help. So when I read this book with my son, my mind just was like, oh my goodness, what a picture of what happens in our lives, right? The original thing that happened here was just somebody who was hurt. Somebody who was seeking help, but they were hurt. And they sought help from somebody else, but their fear and how they came about it caused that person to fear and be upset and worked up, which then caused the next person that they went to and that they came in contact with to be afraid and and to be fearful and worked up. And it went down and down and down and down. And at the end, the the other person, I mean, nobody actually knows why all this has happened. They just know that this fear and this this, um, racing and fear mindset is contagious. It just, it blew my mind to stop and really think about that. How that plays out in our lives so often, right? Um... If we stir each other up into fear and anxiety and really get it and come from, um, a lot of times this happens in birth. That's the thing that's coming to my mind right now. Somebody else was hurt. They had birth trauma in their life and they're hurt because of that. When another person they go to talk to, they come from that perspective of the hurt that hasn't been healed. And then they maybe unknowingly place hurt on that person because they tell them a fearful story about what happened in their birth. So then what does that person do? They make decisions. They make choices. Maybe they make the choice to run away from the decision they were going to make because now they're terrified about it. And then they come to somebody else. Maybe it's generational. Maybe they come to their daughter later and she asks her about birth and she tells her a horrible story or she tells her, well, mine wasn't bad, but this person told me this horrible story. So you should be afraid and always be afraid. And then what's that going to do? That's going to cause that person to, again, make decisions based on that fear mindset. And where did the fear come from? Honestly, the fear came from something that was actually non-existent in the first place at least for them. And it, it just, to me, just, this happens in our society all the time. We, um, this fear mindset, this, um, pushing our fear onto somebody else. And then that person make decisions based on the, their fear that came from us. And then that goes on and that goes on and that goes on. And that's a terrible mindset to have because all these decisions that are made coming out of a fear mindset, for one, <clears throat> is not the truth. It's not the truth. The truth was that somebody was hurt and they were seeking help and they didn't get it. And so then Then they acted out of fear. And then the next person did something very similar. And all of it was rooted in fear and lies. Excuse me. So um, this book really just um, threw me for a loop this morning reading. If you happen to have the book, go look for it. A fly went by and read it. And read it from a perspective that you can really see and hear how this happens in our society all the time, how this happens in our lives 
all the time. And so I want to counter it, just like we were talking about countering those thoughts that we have about other people. Fear is so contagious. Did you know what else is contagious? Courage. Courage is contagious. Love is contagious. And if we were instead walking from those places, not bringing our own traumas into a situation, our own fears and our wrong perspective, the lies that we have been um, listening to, but instead walking in the truth, in love, walking from a perspective of having courage into the situation. This is a new situation. This is a new perspective. Hey, maybe those things did not work out well for me, but this is a new person. This is their new walk, and I'm instead going to encourage them. Again, like the Hebrews 10.23 verse that we read, we're going to stir each other up in love and in good works. And so I just wanted to come on here and encourage everybody today after reading that and having all these thoughts on my mind. Um, I just really want to encourage each one of you that we have the opportunity to transform our thoughts, to come from a perspective of love and encourage one another and um, to really walk in truth. And I want to encourage each one of you to do that today, to choose to walk into truth and to be that person that stops the fear or the lie um, um, domino effect. Stop it. Be the one to stop. Wait, where is this coming from? Hold on. Is this the truth? Hold on. Where, um, where is their perspective coming from? I'm going to stop that right here, right now. And instead, we're going to look at this situation. We're going to change it. We're going to look at the positive in it. We're going to, like we did with the words, maybe change the perspective on it instead of, in, instead of um, like I said, instead of like egotistical, um, confident, self-assured, right? We're going to change it. We're going to transform our mind. We're going to transform our words. And we're going to walk in newness that is going to be absolutely amazing for you. And then think of, the people that are coming after you. It's a domino effect as well. Just like on um, the fly that went by, that huge domino effect that they had, you have the opportunity today to stop a fear domino effect and instead to create a love and encouraging domino effect. And so think about what that will do for our community, for our um, relationships right? That, that changes them. That transforms them completely. And it is for the good for each one of us. And it just encourages and it encourages and encourages um, after that. And so I want to encourage you today um, to, to be the person um, like the little boy in the fly that went by, like be the person to stop the fear the little boy, let me let me just go back and remind you, that little boy wasn't um didn't flip out about the fly. Instead, he got to the root of the problem. But the fly could have caused him to be afraid too, like everybody else had been afraid. But instead he chose to stop, figure out who was the start of that problem, and then not continue it anymore and reveal the truth um to all the others. So you have that opportunity today, and I want to encourage you to do that. 
Um, I want to thank you all for listening today um, to my thoughts, and I would love to hear your thoughts, your perspective on some of this. Um, please feel free to make a comment, send an email. You can reach me at um, healingtraumamamas at gmail.com. Uh, our website, by the way, um, we're still working on getting all the podcast episodes up on the website, um, but it is all coming together, and I'm really appreciative of that. And so um, for today, I just want to say um, I love you all, and I'm so appreciative for you, and I thank you for joining us, um, and have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you for listening. May you be encouraged and strengthened by what you've heard today. Remember, you are dearly loved by your Creator, so be who He created you to be. May you go in peace, friends. Till next time. Shalom.